Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. From our screens to your watch list, we gather to share and discuss your next favorite. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. And now, here's your host, Armand Haddad. Hello, and welcome to Syndicate, where we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. I am your host, Armand Haddad, and welcome to episode 6. This season, we are exploring the hidden gems of films and films you probably passed over watching. Joining me in the studio today is Aaron. Aaron, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Always a pleasure to be on. Oh, yeah. Currently, Aaron works in radio at a local station here in Chicago. You may know Aaron from WSTR, Galactic Public Access, which is a Star Wars podcast. It is. Yes. Could you tell our listeners more about the show? Yeah. So it's a family-friendly, fun podcast that we do where we delve into all things Star Wars. We have different interviews with Star Wars-related guests, Star Wars news coverage. Sometimes we dive deep into the films or different characters of the films. Yeah, we've been going strong for over three years now. Wow. So it's, it's been fun. And speaking of family-friendly, today we're going to discuss the importance of love and family in our lives for this episode's recommendation is About Time. About Time. Yes. What were your initial thoughts on the film? I thought it was a very heartfelt, sweet, and clever film. The style, it doesn't, doesn't feel like a film. Like, you've probably had the experience where you go to the theater, you watch a movie, and it feels very scripted. Yeah. If you're familiar with the the Save the Cat book. I am not. It's become kind of like a screenwriting textbook in the industry. It's this book called Save the Cat. It's about how you structure your script mm. so that it's it works as a movie. Right. So most people have heard, at least, of like the three-act structure. Yeah. And that can be broken down further into you know, like eight or nine different movements of a certain length of time. And there are many, many Hollywood films who have followed this formula. Mm-hmm. And if you kind of follow along and with the copy of the script, you can almost by the minute predict when the next beat is going to happen. 
And this movie does not feel like that at all. It plays into the theme, which we'll get into later. Yeah. One of the themes, at least. Yeah, it was a very refreshing film. I've not seen many romantic movies or rom-coms. Right. It's just not my go-to, I want to watch a movie now genre. But um, this one was really, really interesting. Clever in a way that really gets you engaged with it. And that's what I really appreciated about it the most. Yeah, me too. And, you know, it's interesting because you said, like, it doesn't feel like a movie. I would say it almost feels like you're looking into the lives of these fictional people. Yes. And what's interesting, so the film is written and directed by Richard Curtis, Mm -hmm. who is, you know, famously known for Love Actually. So one of his actors, uh, Bill Nighy, he plays the dad of the main character, who is played by Donald Gleason. His name is Tim. He also plays the stepdad of Shaun of the Dead. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that's that's where I remember him most. And he's also the police chief in Hot Fuzz. Yes. Yeah, he's in the Cornetto trilogy by Edgar Wright. Like, I love his style. Mm-hmm. But specifically with uh, Richard Curtis, he had Bill Nighy in the film. And this is like, I think, his fourth outing with that actor specifically. Okay. So Bill Nighy told the director, like, I'll play this character for you, but I don't want to act. And Richard Curtis was a little bit confused. Like, oh, what, what did you mean by that? He's like, well... I don't want to feel like a character. I want to feel like someone's actual dad. Mm. So I kind of want to like do it very subdued. And I think his portrayal of kind of like the loving father for Tim's character is very subdued. And you can almost put your own father figure in that position. Yeah, that's something I noticed about this film too. It's a very natural acting style. And there's great chemistry between all the characters. Oh, yeah. Even like supporting characters. It's almost like the first half of the movie is about romance and then the next half of the movie is about relationships in general including family relationships Mm -hmm. and they don't they don't neglect those characters Uh, they're almost as important as the main love interest yes who is played by rachel mcadams but Mm -hmm. before we dive deeper into the plot a thing we like to do at syndicate is called the elevator pitch yes like we've all been there you're trying to pitch a movie to your friend like hey you got to watch this movie and they always ask well What's it about? So tell me the entire plot of the movie within 60 seconds. Are you ready, Aaron? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, go. Okay. So we've all wanted to, in our relationships, in our lives, go back and fix mistakes that we've made, make things better, take advantage of opportunities that we have missed. And that is no exception for Tim, who is the hero of our of our story. He's lovesick. He's had no luck with the ladies, but he discovers on his 21st birthday uh, that he and his father and everybody in his, all the males in his family uh, can time travel back and forth uh, along their own life. And so he uses this to uh, fall in love with a particular woman and form a life together. And uh, throughout his life, he learns the consequences of going back and uh, trying to fix or control events of life and fate. Uh, and he he learns principles that can apply to uh, all of our lives as we uh, as we go along and meet people and make decisions and live with those consequences. Oh, a couple seconds over, but yeah, ah. you fit the <laughs> you fit the. Right, you're just going. You're just really <laughs> summarizing the movie. I didn't want to like cut you off with uh, yeah. the time markers, but yeah, next like, time I'll get it. Yeah, you like really hit the nail on the head. I mean, like you said, the central crux is like the relationships that tim encounters like whether it's his uh family or he's trying to do something that he has never had before which is a girlfriend Mm -hmm. 
Like when you enter in the movie, you think like that's going to be the central theme. Like it's going to be a rom-com. He's trying to find the love of his life. Yeah, boy meets girl. And that does happen, but you quickly find out that's just one element to this movie. Yeah, it's way more involved than that. Yeah. Like I would say the main story is the father-son relationship between Tim and Bill Nye's character, which is Tim's father. Mm -hmm. So overall, the setting of the movie is around, I would say, 2010, given the style, the music choices. Mm -hmm. It takes place in London. It is a British film. Yes, very, very British. Except Rachel McAdams, she's she plays an American. Right, yeah. She Even though she's Canadian. <laughs> so they're like you know what good enough <laughs> yeah i mean canadians they're sneaky like they they blend in but yeah she plays an american in this movie traveling abroad we're not really sure why but it doesn't really matter right yeah so we start the film with tim you know he's got a good family life good loving family he's just kind of lovesick you know kind of ashamed of himself not really having any luck with the ladies and then one day when he's when he turns 21 his father sits him down for a talk and reveals by the way all the men in our family have this ability that they can time travel right and he's like you're pulling my leg like yeah, there's no way like he's like no trust me and you know with every good time travel story like it sets up the rules like mm -hmm. this is how you time travel these are the rules these are the parameters yep and same with this movie it sets it up so then he explains like, okay, you go into a dark room, a cupboard uh, specifically, if you really want to be alone. Yep. And then you clench your fists and then you close your eyes and you think about the time that you want to go to and then boom, you're there. Mm. And he's like, okay, like after I look silly, yeah, but yeah, let me, let me try and do this. So prior to that, we set up his character for Tim and he's very awkward Mm -hmm. Like he's not good with the ladies and it's really funny opening scene at the a New Year's Eve party where like the countdown is happening. Three, two, one. And then what does our hero do? He goes in for the kiss with a lovely lady near him, bails out at the last second and just shakes her hand. That <laughs> <laughs> was awkward as you could get. And, uh -huh. she, you know, she goes along with it. She's polite, but they're both disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So he goes into the cupboard and he thinks of that moment. And then instantly, boom, he's there. Mm -hmm. It's about to be midnight going into 2010. It's like, like he couldn't believe it. Yeah. In a, in a very small way, he alters history at the original timeline of this. He and some of his friends knock over this table, spill drinks all over the place. And he's able to prevent that when he goes back in time. Right. So right away, we get a demonstration like, oh, this works. Mm -hmm. He's able to take his memories with him and alter history. And one of the first thing he does is go back to that girl, go back to that moment, and he kisses her. Mm -hmm. and, and very quickly before we move on, part of the rules of time travel as well in this movie is that you can only travel along your current life. Right. Like you can't go back in time and kill Hitler. Mm -hmm. Or as he puts it, you can't shag Helen of Troy. <laughs> um, Trust me, I have tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The mechanics of how you time travel, mm -hmm. you go into a dark place, clench your fists, close your eyes, and think of the time that you want to go. And you can only travel along your current life. The father used it to just read a ton of books and become very mm -hmm. knowledgeable and wise as yeah. a result of that. He read Charles Dickens, all mm -hmm. of his books three times over, mm -hmm. which is quite a feat. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what's interesting with the whole time travel narrative? The director, three years prior, he worked on a TV show called Doctor Who. Oh. Now, Doctor Who is a British show about a time traveler. Yeah. 
And that specific episode, he went back in time to meet Vincent Van Gogh mm-hmm. and try to save him from like an alien. You know, as you do. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. The through line is that Bill Nighy starred in both things. So he was in the Doctor Who episode <laughs> and then he's in this and it's like, huh, I wonder where he got the inspiration from. Oh, that's wonderful. To write an, another time travel story. Yeah. So yeah. Moving on. So he mm-hmm. established the rules to his son. Like, this is how you time travel. These yeah. are the parameters. These are the limitations. And we set up the goal, too. The dad asks Tim, what do you want to do with this power? And he wants to get a girlfriend. He wants to find love. That is the goal. And they set it up within the first 10 minutes of the movie. Right. So good job. We know where we're going. We got the motivations for the characters. Yes. And right away, we get the first challenge. There's a friend of a friend, I believe, or a cousin of a friend uh, named Charlotte. Yeah, that was his sister's friend. Yes. So his sister, his name is Kit Kat, and she's kind of like the wild one in the family. Yeah, her friend Charlotte, who's played by Margot Robbie. So just like with Love Actually, there's so many celebrity cameos. Yeah. Like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, so she comes, she stays with the family for two months during the summer, and then we also get a small demonstration of his ability where he takes an interest to her and early on in the summer she needs sunscreen applied to her back yes and so he comes over and he just absolutely botches it gets sunscreen all over her back he's also way too eager which she kind of calls out yeah he got too excited and he just you know yeah, just, made a mess everywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he runs back inside the house goes briefly back in time mm-hmm. and he handles it very well yeah very suave yes they spend the summer together and then the last night before she leaves he makes his move confesses his love to her and Mm -hmm. she says well why'd you wait till the last day because it feels like an afterthought Mm -hmm. and so she kind of very diplomatically turns him down he realizes okay what if i go back in time and kind of cultivate this relationship right earlier because there's something here Mm -hmm. so with renewed confidence he goes back to the beginning of the summer and then one month in confesses his love and she still turns him down i mean yes she turned him down but she was like oh why don't you wait until the last night and ask me again what did you think about that because that seemed very oddly specific so she was like letting him down but gently letting him down like hey no but not really saying no because when that happened i had a thought like does she know like can she time travel or something oh that would be crazy (laughs) yeah But regardless, there's a bit of voiceover with Tim after he realizes this, that Mm -hmm. all the time travel in the world can't make someone love you. Yes. And that plays into one of the main themes Mm -hmm. of the movie in that even if we had the ability to time travel and to correct our mistakes and do things differently, that doesn't mean that you have total control over somebody else. I'd like to get into that a bit more. Okay. So... Later, we find out he goes on a date, very literal blind date with... Yes. He went out on a dodgy night out mm-hmm. with his dodgy friend, Jay, and they went to a restaurant called Dans le Noir, which mm-hmm. means in the dark in yes. French. <laughs> and the restaurant is completely in the dark. Yes. All the, all the waiters and waitresses are blind, <laughs> um, and you have your meal, you're seated, you sign up, and you're paired with random strangers yeah. in the dark. They have like a three-hour date. Yeah, and they just hit it weird. off. And it's very well shot, too. It's not in complete darkness. We see some glint of reflection off of glassware and such. But we hear the conversations between everybody. Mm-hmm. And Tim, and as we find out, her name is Mary. They have great chemistry. They get along really well. Right. Um, and then they step out of the restaurant, and they see each other. 
and he gets her number. But then later, he is living in London with a family friend named Harry, who is a playwright. He comes home from that magical date and finds out that the premiere of his play was just utterly awful because the one of the principal actors just completely bombed and forgot his lines. <laughs> and so Tim chooses to redo that night, but instead go with Harry to the play mm-hmm. and kind of fix things. So he remind this is pretty hilarious. He goes into an actor's dressing room, reminds him to, you know, you should probably check your lines. Turns out it's the wrong actor. So yes. he has to go back <laughs> and literally make like cue cards on cardboard with, with Sharpie and feed the guy's lines. Mm-hmm. Play gets a, you know, standing ovation, but he never meets Mary. Right. It's the and, butterfly effect. So yes. he, he went back in time and then by helping out his father's friend, but in doing so, he never went on the date with Mary which then he never got her number. Yes. So he goes to try to call her and the number's no longer in his phone. Yeah. But he remembers from their conversation, she's a huge Kate Moss fan. There's a gallery show the following week. Yes. And so he goes, strikes up a conversation, manages to get lunch with her and her friend. Turns out she now has a boyfriend. Yeah. They had met at a party, but on a different night. And so he goes back in time and goes to that same party and effectively gets there before the boyfriend and steals Mary away. Yes. And they have a very romantic walk home six miles across London. <laughs> All that to say, and the movie's very clever about this, but he manipulates events in history in order to ensure that he and Mary end up together. And that could come across as very manipulative and controlling and make him out to be this kind of like control freak. If you've seen The Notebook, a similar kind of thing happens with, I forget, Ryan the guy's name is yeah where you know he like climbs a ferris wheel and like threatens to like go unless she right. goes out with him yes yes and the movie's pretty clever of, of avoiding that by having them go on that date beforehand mm-hmm. and without him trying to manipulate events they fall for each other and so we understand that yeah they should be together but it also plays into the themes of the movie as far as controlling your past and fate versus free will mm-hmm. in that we don't really know if Mary would have been happier with that boyfriend. And there's really no indication that they shouldn't be together or that, you know, he's a jerk or anything <laughs> like that. We just kind of assume that he is because Mary and Tim are so good together. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause like when you watch the movie, like it's two very different types of guys, like one's like very average. And then the other one's kind of like this Chad, like, yeah. Hey, what's up? Like doing like the finger guns and, yeah, very uh, bombastic and it's like does Mary want to be with that guy like even Tim like pointed out because he went to the party like before the guy arrived mm-hmm. and he like wooed her over with just a conversation and then they're leaving the party and as they leave the party they bump into the guy and he says a offhand remark like oh isn't that guy a jerk like, yeah. what a jerk and she's like yeah he, yeah he plants <laughs> that idea in her head <laughs> Yeah, so that's part of a larger theme as far as it's almost just complete blind circumstance that brings them together. And yeah, things, as we'll find out, tend to go pretty well for them, but it could have gone a different way. And Very easily. Would it have been better that way? Would it have been worse? We don't really know. And there's that ambiguity that really marks this film out to be pretty clever. It's just very subtle, but very unmistakable. It's just like two people that just met. They're just together. Yeah. Yeah. After they started dating, 
we get like a montage of them just living life together. Yeah. Like she eventually moves in. Like you can tell like years progressed. Like it's wonderfully shot because it's like it's in a subway station Mm -hmm. and they're like going in and out of like the doors into the trains like and they're wearing different clothes. Mm -hmm. They're wearing Halloween costumes or wearing Christmas stuff or I think there was like an Easter outfit. Right. They're progressing through the relationship and then where that ends up is he ends up proposing yeah let's get into that and then before he proposed something crucial happened Mm -hmm. what happened so he's out on the town with a friend mary is home sleeping rory his friend rory (laughs) yeah his friend his doofus of a friend rory yeah and so they're out on the town and his first love charlotte shows up tim goes over to talk to her just to say hi just to say hi is introduced to her girlfriend which he mistakes as a as a homosexual love interest. Yeah. Oh, this is my girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So he he redoes that conversation a few times, keeps getting it wrong. just completely wrong. Yeah. So he gives up. But they go outside and Charlotte approaches him. And, you know, they catch up. They part ways. Then Charlotte comes back and says, you know, I sent my friend off or whatever. Like, do you want to grab dinner somewhere? And so they do. They catch up. They... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Clearly has some chemistry there, and long story short, she invites him back. Very clearly wants him to come inside for the evening, and he turns her down. Yes. He goes back home, finds Mary, wakes her up, and proposes to her. So what do you think is going on in this scene? Because there's there's several different ways to look at it. It's kind of like where his priorities are. Mm -hmm. Like he could have went in there and did whatever, but he was like, do I really want this? Do I really want to sacrifice the relationship I built with Mary? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, he wanted to be with Charlotte, but then he found something much more meaningful, coincidentally, just by going out with his friend and meeting this girl. Yeah. So I think it set his priorities straight, and he was like, you know what? I want to be with Mary, and I want to commit myself to Mary by being her husband yeah i mean one of the themes of this movie is responsibility and living with your choices and with having the superpower he could live out potential timelines and just have a redo and so one of the things that i thought with him choosing not to sleep with charlotte yeah is that are we seeing the time where he chose not to because he could have chosen to go through with it right and then just redo it and then choose not to in order to remain with mary has he made that choice where he says instead of relying on my power to choose poorly but then undo it am i going to just go ahead and make a decision without having to redo it is it that or are we seeing the consequences of him having made a poor choice and that time he undoes it 
Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah, I think morality is a big aspect of the film Mm -hmm. because so the director, Richard Curtis, he could have had Tim go on like kind of like these escapades with like these random women or specifically Charlotte. And I think he did not do that because he wanted to paint the picture of this character as like he is not going to abuse his power and mm-hmm. do that. It's kind of like a, a big choice to make because he could have. He could have been with Charlotte or been with anybody, but he was like, no, I'm going to commit myself to Mary. That's an honorable decision to make. It is. And I'm going to deconstruct my own theory. All right. Every time that he time travels, we hear like this whooshing sound effect like... Yeah. And we never hear it in that scene. So chances are he never had to time travel because he never made a mistake that he wanted to undo. If that's the case, that's a huge character development moment because it shows that he's growing in wisdom with his ability and he's not going to use it for his own selfish gain. Right. So that act ends Mm -hmm. and then a new one begins. So they visit home to tell the parents that they're going to get married. They also announce that they're expecting. Yes. Then the wedding day comes Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful ceremony, but it's also a very windy day and a very rainy day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a beautiful day for a wedding. Yes. You know, everybody gets soaked. But then later in the day, Tim talks to Mary and says, should we have planned for a different day that isn't so wet? (laughs) And she says, no, no, it was a great day. And Mm -hmm. so he chooses not to undo that decision. Mm -hmm. Which, again, shows uh, this kind of growing wisdom. And not being reliant on his time travel abilities, just like willing to just live life as it is. Yes. He does replace his best man, though, multiple times. Yeah. (laughs) Because they each have (laughs) very awkward and embarrassing speeches that they give. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he finally settles on his dad being the best man. Interestingly enough, he gives a speech and... They're talking about it afterwards, and his dad says, you know, I wish I'd said up in front of everybody that I loved you. And then sure enough, his dad goes back in time and redoes the speech. And it's far more profound and emotionally vulnerable of him. And his son, Tim, is aware that he's made the change. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Because now we're seeing it's not just one person in isolation with this power. It's how do these work together with father and son? Yeah, because they're both aware of their abilities. And yet... They can like jump in and out of each other's lives and they they know. It's like, Mm -hmm. ah, I see what you're doing. It's a a nice nod. It is. And so that feeds into the continuing theme of the movie in that Tim is using his time travel abilities more and more responsibly with more and more wisdom. And his child is born. It's a healthy baby daughter. Yeah. And he goes about just being a dad, raising her, being a good family man and he realizes that he's using the time travel ability less and less frequently. Yeah. Just because he's life is so busy and, and he's enjoying it so much that mm-hmm. he doesn't feel the need to. Yeah. And so we get to this party where everybody is expecting Kit Kat to show up mm-hmm. and she doesn't. And we find out that she's been in an auto accident. Uh, she was fighting with her boyfriend. She had been drinking and drove off angrily and got into an accident. Tim realizes he doesn't want this happening. And so he goes back to that morning, Mm -hmm. basically drives her to the party and she never gets into the accident. Yeah, Tim is talking with Mary about what they can do to help. And Mary has this line where if it's going to be fixed, I think she has to fix it herself. And that's another primary theme of this movie in that we can't control other people's choices and we can't save them from the consequences of those choices. Kit Kat and Tim, they talk for quite a while and she 
realizes that she seems to be like the black sheep of the family that's always in terrible relationships and yeah. she gets herself fired from different jobs and she just never seems to get ahead. And they're able to trace it all the way back to that first relationship with Jimmy, which was consummated at that New Year's Eve party mm-hmm. way back when. Tim then reveals to Kit Kat his time traveling ability, which she had no idea about. And she and, didn't believe him either. <laughs> yeah, uh, until he demonstrates it and holds her hand and brings her back in time with him to that night where she first met Jimmy. They basically changed events of that night so that instead of falling for him, he falls for somebody else. She punches him out. Yeah, so that's, that's a great a, scene. But a great justice. But essentially, like she had to confront her own problems and Tim could no longer save her from them. From that, she gets the confidence to you know not be in those kinds of relationships, basically live her own life. But because of that, she falls in love with a different person, Jay, uh, one of Tim's friends. But there's an unfortunate consequence of that. So he gets home and he realizes that his daughter is now his son. Yeah. So he realizes that because of the events of that he's altered, there's a different outcome and in a way that he hadn't really predicted. So yeah, he confronts his father about rectifying the whole Kit Kat situation with uh, Jimmy. And he said, like, when I did that, like my child changed mm-hmm. like my daughter became my son like it was a completely different person and he explained like when you tamper with time there's butterfly effects mm-hmm. and certain things will change and changing that variable manifested into getting a completely different child yes different sperm meets so yeah like moving forward he's like okay now i need to be careful on when i could time travel and where to and like certain milestones that happen like do i want to alter them like i have to be more careful Mm -hmm. my ability yeah absolutely so as any good sci-fi or fantasy film would do you have to set the rules early on about how everything works yeah but that doesn't stop you from kind of altering the rules or adding more rules later and this is a this is a great time in the movie to do that because he's kind of passed a test in a way with the night at charlotte where he's becoming more responsible with his use of the power but now we realize just the limits that he has on it in that if he's going to be changing other people's choices, you know, that's going to screw things up more than actually fixing them. Right. He first rescues Kit Kat from driving drunk, but then he realizes that it was because she and Jimmy were arguing. She got drunk. Yeah. He discovers the bigger issue, which is yes. it's the boyfriend. It's not her. Yes. And so then they go back in time to the New Year's Eve party, prevent her from starting a relationship with Jimmy in the first place. Mm-hmm. But then because he went back before the birth of his daughter, that's when it changed. And so that's when he decides, you know what, this is going to be difficult, but I need to let Kit Kat get into that car accident. And so in his second attempt to kind of change her life, instead it's Tim and Mary, they both sit with her in the hospital and they both vowed that they won't leave until she decides not to be with these kinds of people and to stop quitting from jobs and to quit drinking. And she makes a change herself to kind of fix her own life. Yeah. And it's not Tim kind of ad hoc fixing it for her. And so we learn later that Kit Kat, at the suggestion of Tim, ends up going out with Jay. And he's a much better, even though he's a nicer guy, more boring as she puts it, he turns out to be a much better match for her. And she has a healthier, happier life as a result. Leave the toxic relationship and discover that there's other people out there. Much better suited for you. Yeah. So this is like stage two of Tim learning his powers is not only responsibility and exercising it for himself and living with his choices, but Mm -hmm. also realizing that he can't make those kinds of choices for other people and he can't fix their lives. They have to 
they have to do that themselves. Yeah, like that's very important, especially with the ability of the time travel. It's like you can't help everybody. Mm -hmm. Like you're not responsible for everybody. You have to care for yourself and then also your family, like your direct family, which is Mary at this point and his kid. Yeah, and this kind of hit close to home for me because without going into details, I lost one of my sisters to domestic violence. And so this is when I kind of took the movie in and I was, and I realized like, you know, I've thought about like if I could go back in time and have mm -hmm. different conversations with her or have done different things or, you know, was there anything I could have said or done to change events? And mm -hmm. sadly, the answer is no. A lot of it had to do with her own choices, which is not to blame her for what happened, but mm -hmm. it's just a very difficult and complicated situation. And the important takeaway from there is that it's not my responsibility mm -hmm. for that which can be a very difficult thing to admit because you want to be able to change it and you feel like you can, but the way life works, oftentimes you can't. Right. I'm sorry that happened. And I've also been in that position too, where it's like, I, there's something I could have done. Mm -hmm. Like maybe if I talk to them more or help them out more or like try to see like the writing on the walls. And it was almost like, like you, like you said, like, there's nothing you can do and you can't like place the blame on you. It's not your place. Mm -hmm. Like it has to be coming from them. Like I wish I had a time machine or the time travel ability that Tim has to like, like, no, let me go back in time. Let me pluck them out of that situation. But it's like, it's like, no, like it, it's their life. It's not my life. Right. And it's it's a hard pill to swallow, but it's one of the the lessons in life that this movie really um exemplifies in a very beautiful way. Yeah. And if I had anything to criticize this film with, maybe it could have been a more powerful point if Kit Kat wasn't able to leave that kind of relationship or lifestyle, like make it clear that it's up to her, but if she still chose not to. Right. Because it's a romantic comedy mm -hmm. and everything turns out well for everybody by the end of it. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fine for that to happen. But this movie is also touching on some pretty deep issues about life. And I feel it would have been more poignant if they kind of left her to her own devices, mm -hmm. even if it meant her going in a way that hurt her. The movie's a good conversation starter for all these topics. It is. Developing relationships and then also the dark side of relationships, which is abuse, domestic violence, and then also the good, which is a parental relationship that you cultivate and make sure that's maintained, which leads us into the final theme of the movie, Tim's father. So after all that, after he spends time with his new family, uh, Mary and their daughter, he gets bad news. His father has cancer. Yes. And, and that's really, pretty bad. Yeah. It rocks Tim's world. Mm -hmm. And a thing to note, the women in the family do not have this time travel ability. It's always mm -hmm. the men. So it's passed down from father to son. What's interesting is when he goes back home with his wife and his kid is that his mom said, I don't want to live in a world without your father. That is rough, but a true statement. Yeah. And so he sees his dad and he seems okay. At first you think he's like accepted it. And so Tim asked him like, well, how long do you have? He's like, well, realistically, I have years left. 
He's like, no, what is the actual time? Weeks. Mm. I thought that exchange was very interesting. You think he's like okay with like the finality of it all, but in actuality, he's prolonging it yeah. with the time travel ability. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would do the same, Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, so his dad says life is a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. He talks about how you know maybe if he went back and never took up smoking, he might be able to dodge this. But even with this ability, he can't determine every single outcome of his life. Mm-hmm. And so he's grown to accept it. He then has a sit-down talk with his son and gives his final secret. So this is stage three of the ability. Yeah, It's a two-part, two-ingredient recipe for happiness. The first is to live day by day, you know, just take it as it comes. And so we kind of see this in action where Tim, he has different days which are pretty regular days but they have you know their ups and downs uh good events and bad events and towards the end of it he feels like overall it was a pretty negative day but he's very much in the moment mm-hmm. and so we get the second part of the secret to happiness and that is with his time travel ability to live every day twice one just don't alter any events and two live it again but then don't really alter any events but just notice everything yeah and you know react as you will notice the little things in life yes so like live normally and then do it again but like really enjoy those little tiny moments yeah and we see him do that with a you know a typical day at work and then on the commute home and then at home where the first time you know he says is a pretty rough day second time he's just more present in it he notices the small details and gets the little bits of joy out of everyday happenings you know even as he's running late to work he takes a moment to appreciate the beautiful building that he's in on the commute home instead of being annoyed by the loud earbuds of the guy next to him he <laughs> enjoys the music yeah he's things jamming like out. that yeah and at the end of the day you know he's in a much different state of mind uh he says you know what it was a pretty good day i think that's the that's the ultimate wisdom of the movie mm-hmm. in that it really challenges us to pretend as if we can relive every day and if we could would we live differently and instead just live that going forward? I forget who said this. It was one of the Stoic philosophers, maybe Marcus Aurelius, who basically said, like, imagine that you're on your deathbed living with your regrets Mm -hmm. and your choices and their consequences. And if you could redo it all over again and go back in time to when you made those choices and do them over again, then close your eyes, open it up, and you're there right now living your life going forward. Like you've just time traveled, what choices will you make? Mm. That That's really the ultimate wisdom of the movie is that you can't live in the past by trying to redo what you've done before. And you can't live in the future either, worrying about how things will happen. You just kind of have to commit to the choices that you make, accept them for what they are, and try to find the little bits of joy in life as you go about. It's very, very deep and meaningful and sweet message, I would say. Right. I would say the biggest takeaway of the movie is like just... Enjoy the time that you have. Mm-hmm. Like, don't take it for granted. There's a quote near the end of the movie. Tim says, we're all traveling through time together. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is relish in it. And it's yeah. like, it's true. Like, we're so caught up on, like, the future or the past that we don't take a moment to appreciate, like, what's going on right now. Think about all the people in your lives right now and just enjoy that time together. Yeah. And that wisdom is put to the ultimate test when uh, Tim and Mary are talking about having a third child. Yes. And he realizes that if he has his child, it basically puts a fence around his time traveling ability where 
if he wanted to spend time with his dad, he could by going back to before he died. Mm-hmm. And his father realizes this. But if he has a child, he could no longer go back in time before the birth of that child. Yeah. And so he very reluctantly says, yes, we'll have a child. Mm-hmm. And very soon before the child's born, he goes back in time, talks to his dad to when they're playing ping pong together, lets him win. And they share this look that he knows this is the last time. Yeah. And so he and his father, they go back in time to Tim's childhood. Yeah. And just spend a day at the beach together, just in full joy, enjoying each other's company. And it's a, it's a very emotional part of the film because in living day by day and enjoying the little moments, it also means that you have to accept things as they come yeah. and accept things as they go, including the passing of loved ones. And so get the tissues out. <laughs> it's oh, a, yeah. That it's was a, a very emotional it is scene. Just very well crafted, very well executed. Mm-hmm. I was moved. Such a great movie because it says so many things. Like you find a new appreciation for almost every aspect of your life and especially like your parents, like this is the type of movie where it ends and it's like, oh, I got to call my dad. Mm-hmm. Or I should call like my parents. And yeah, it's a good movie to like bring people together. And as we close out, we like to do here on Syndicate, one reason why. So what would be the one reason you would recommend this movie? This movie is a take-home assignment. It's, um, it's not something that you watch. It's something that you watch, you think about, you talk about with other people mm-hmm. and live it out in your own life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what great art does in that it's not just entertainment. It's not just a great story, but it's something that makes you reconsider your own life and to take its wisdom in for you to practically live out. And that's the one reason I would recommend it very highly. I 100% agree with you. Like the movie does speak volumes and it is something that you carry with you. And something stays with you as you shut the movie off. But the main reason for me is because, just like you said, it changes your perspective. You don't just consume the movie. It like it changes your perspective on life and does much better than any after-school special mm-hmm. or, or anything that's like meant to be like, hey, appreciate life. It's like, no. like A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You see a window into these characters' lives, and it's like, ah, this is what life is all about. Yeah, the casting in this movie is fantastic. Great chemistry between all mm-hmm. the people. They just feel like real people. Oh, yeah. And that they've they've had a history together. Yeah, that's a hallmark of... Good filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And it makes me sad that this is the final film for Richard Curtis. So, yeah, Richard Curtis, get out of uh, retirements and make <laughs> another movie because your last one was quite a smasher. Yeah. But that's it for this time on Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. We've been talking about About Time by Richard Curtis. Please check it out where it is available. And I'd like to take a moment to thank my guest, Aaron, for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I always love doing this. You can find Aaron on WSTR, Galactic Public Access. And if you'd like to keep the conversation going, please add us at Syndicate on your favorite social media platform. That's C-I-N-E-D-I-C-A-T-E, Syndicates. And if you have any questions about the program or even the media that we recommend, please reach out at info at syndicate.com or visit the website syndicate.com. Until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Bye. Bye.